And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to the Athletic Football Show. Today is Monday, March 14th. I'm Robert Mays. Joining me today is my good friend Nate Tice. Nate, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Uh, I feel like free agency has been you know, in the works for a few days now. So I guess we're officially, officially get to talk about it like other teams get to do. So the tampering period is over, is open for teams and it's open for us, I guess, apparently. What a start. I mean, every year, (laughs) every year, there's something on the first day that's just completely crazy. And there's so many things. And obviously the lead up to this has been wild. The last week has been nuts. The fact that Brady returned last night, that set some things into motion with the Bucks, which we'll get to a little bit later. So we're just going to go through the signings that have happened today. Some of the things that have jumped out to us, some of the things that we like, some of the things that we don't like. Not a ton to usually like on the first day of free agency. Mm-hmm. I was I was going to put in a section like, what's your favorite signing so far? And I'm sure there's an answer, but yeah. all of these, they are, follow a similar flavor with the, that we're used to on the first day of free agency. I guess we'll <laughs> just say that. What flavor is that? What flavor is that? Is a that lot the- of overpays, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> very rich. Very rich. <laughs> so let's start <laughs> the only place we can start. I, I'm a ritualistic person. You know, I look forward to things. There are certain times in the calendar where it's like, I do a certain thing with my fiance. Like we go to Coachella a lot. Like so April, like we're going to go out there. We're going to spend some time in Palm Springs or, you know, in the summer, it's just good to do things with our friends. And those little tent poles on the calendar are fantastic. And it's just nice to know that every March we can rely on the Jags to do this. Where they're just uh, gonna, I mean, it, it's just just gifts going uh, like this. It's amazing. Uh, and I we can get to whatever one of these you want to start with. I think we start with the Christian Kirk contract because okay. it has definitely been the biggest talking point. The amount of athlete responses to this deal. AJ Brown tweeting out that 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 gif. I think it was Ti just nodding. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey making jokes that he's got to become a receiver. That's when you know that things have moved the needle, and this deal absolutely did. I knew that the up to eighty four million for the four years that Adam Schefter reported was probably doing some heavy lifting. Yeah. Even at four for 72, it's, it's still crazy. a crazy contract. I bet you, uh, uh, you know, in Arrested Development, when, when the dad's like, oh, I have the worst effing lawyers. I bet you Mike, <laughs> I bet you Mike Williams is saying the same thing about his agent going like, I should have waited. I should have waited. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh my God. I, 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 I liked Christian Kirk as like a nice, like, side piece for a good good team like you know that's that's what this is though that's what this is is that you have opinions on players and you have i like this guy as yes there's always that caveat and often in the first day of free agency in the early part of free agency that caveat gets lit on fire in about 30 seconds (laughs) and that's exactly what happened with christian kirk so if you look at this right now four years for 72 Mm -hmm. that's the ninth highest aav among wide receivers i know tyreek hill is going to get a new deal but the deal he got the guarantees that he got, it's essentially the contract that Tyreek Hill got a couple years ago. Oh, my ago. God. 
a bonafide top four receiver, no matter how you shake it, as opposed to a high end number three, who's really might be a slot only guy. Oh man, those agents, like they knew the Jaguars were desperate for receivers, but it's like, they still need guys. It's because Kirk is going to be a slot only guy for them. It's just, it's a huge thing. It's insane. It's insane for Cooper to get traded when he did. Yes. And for Williams to sign that deal before the market opened the agents for Kirk, for Allen Robinson, I'm sure for DJ Chark, those guys are just sitting there counting their money. Oh my God. It's a huge thing. And that's exactly what happened for now. I mean, the Mark Cooper trade now looks so much better for the Browns It does to get him at 20 and not just to get him at 20. There's nothing guaranteed on his deal. They can move on from him after next year. It can be a one year, $20 million deal for a fifth round pick. And that seems like a lot when you're just looking at the per year average, but the flexibility of that for only a fifth round pick when Christian Kirk is about to get half of that $72 million guaranteed over the first couple of years, that's a really nice move for the Browns. And you remove all uncertainty by making that move when you did. I don't think they're going to convert any of that base salary. I thought that there was a chance that they might to kind of move some of the guarantees a little Mm -hmm. bit later, pump up his cap hits in 23 and 24. It doesn't sound like they're going to do that. They're going to keep it as is, but that gives them a lot of flexibility. So that's a huge deal for Christian Kirk. I can understand overpays to surround your young quarterback, right? You have all of this space. And I think that's why you can talk yourself into the Brandon Scherf deal. Do we have numbers on the Brandon Scherf deal yet? Did you see anything Uh, specific on that? I had it in my notes. I don't think I did off top off the top of notes. I just said the years. Good old control F. Yeah, I I don't think I saw the actual nope. specifics on what the, the average is for that deal yet. I, I would have either. to assume it comes in at the Joe Tooney number or somewhere around yep. there. I mean, Ryan sense. Jensen made thirteen million as a center in free agency. I mean, sure, obviously the injury concerns, which we we've talked about ad nauseum, as how he compares to Tooney at the top of the guard market when you look at last year. But I assume it'll be in the fifteen million dollar a year range. I can justify that. Yeah. When you think about scarcity, when you think about his how high his heights are and what he is when he's healthy, and again, they're building that offensive line in front of a guy that drafted number one overall. I can twist that yeah. contract and it, to a certain extent the Kirk contract. It's like, all right, we need to give our guy weapons. There's scarcity. The Aluacan deal, I can't even start to justify. No, no, that one, that one popped my brain even more than the Kirk one. Getting almost fit, what fifteen a year? It's like the fifteen a year, the fourth most guaranteed for a linebacker ever. Um, He's almost getting CJ Mosley money when he got the bank brought up for him when he signed with the Jets, which was ridiculous. He was a solid player, a good, goodish, solid player on a bad defense, and it's. And now it's just like you're paying for the stats where he had 90 assisted tackles. I don't know. That one's ridiculous to me. Sure, for one, I'm fine with. They need leadership. They need toughness. Cool with this. You're building. You're building that thing line. up. You you building franchise Cam line. Robinson. You want to spend that money on the offensive line. Makes sense. You have a surplus. I can yeah, understand that. And yep. even the Kirk thing again. It's it's a huge overpay. But it's like all right. I can see how you twist the logic to your ends here. Yeah. Sp- paying 15 million dollars for an off ball linebacker. They already have Miles Jack. I know. So now they're paying almost $30 million combined to two linebackers. I was looking at the list and I saw Miles Jack is right in slot, like right where yes. they're And I was like, oh my God, that's right. They gave him a big deal too. <laughs> just for off-ball guys. And they need so much help everywhere. That's what I thought they would be shopping that middle, middle, upper middle class bin. Just a whole bunch of dudes. Just patch some guys together. Not go for splashes like this. I can totally understand. I'm sure that a response to this from people is going to be, well, they have all the money. They need to spend the money anyway. This just doesn't work. 
it's just it just never works. Nope. It, you can look back on it. It's the Arrested Development thing. It's like, well, you know, it's never worked for anybody else, but maybe this time it'll work for us. <laughs> Barnwell and I, when we were going through our lessons the other day, outside of the top of the market concerns that you'd always have to have, linebacker is one of those positions. I mean, the history of overspending on free agent linebackers is just riddle. It's a graveyard. Yep. Nothing good comes there. <laughs> Nothing good is waiting for you down that road. Nope. And they just did it. for. And it just you don't need to do that. Nope. You can split that in half and go sign a corner and another receiver if you want to. It just another middle tier lineman. Like ah, uh, it's just it's not necessary. Uh, no. Nope. And if you look at this and say, like, well, they're a rebuilding team. You know, they need players. Go back to what the Bills did when they were rebuilding. They never did this. Nope. They never shopped Middle at the class top dudes. like this. It just—it's not necessary. You don't need to spend like this. How you justify it? I just don't know. I just don't know how you can look at those numbers and be like, yeah, this is exactly how we want to build this team at this stage. Yep. Even if you're de- depleting, if even if you have talent deficiencies, even if you have a ton of money just pouring out everywhere, I still just don't understand using it this way. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. That's that's what it was. It felt like somebody got the hundred dollar gift card to Best Buy or something. It's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna buy all this stuff. And it's like, you know, no, you don't need to. Like you save it, you know, a couple movies are coming out next year. They got the hundred dollar gift card and then they spent like ten thousand dollars. Yeah. It's like every single place it's like, oh, we'll give you a free whatever if you come yeah. in and spend this much. That's kind of what it feels like. Oh my god. They got Amazon. a coupon, so they went nuts. Amazon got me yesterday with it. Thirty five dollars, you get same day shipping. I spent thirty three. And I was like, well, Looks like I'm buying a new mouthwash, <laughs> new special mouthwash or something. I did like, I, I'm not going to lie. I did like the uh, Fatikasi signing. Mm-hmm. They overpaid for that. But I, that one makes more sense to me than signing an off-ball linebacker because at least he's going to play the snaps. He's going to help out your other guys. It's more of a, it's a double. As It's not a sexy signing, but it's a double. That one I understood the overpay. Off-ball linebacker was the one that I was just like, are you guys kidding me? Just draft one in the middle round. And it's so much cheaper. Find a stopgap. You're not... They're not a step away. They're three steps away from contending. That's it, it just any way you shake it just didn't make sense to me. The Kirk deal was wild. I, I just if you're <laughs> I keep looking at the number. It's, I mean, if you're AJ Brown or any of these guys that, that are going to be hitting the market soon, I mean you've heard Dante Adams right now. And you're yeah. sitting there on a franchise that's paying twenty million dollars a year right now. Uh, it's it was definitely the most shocking moment of the day. Because I don't think five we should mils, be shocked at this point. Five mils a tear jump. So now imagine two, three tear jumps. I mean, that's it's like he's like what if that's like the market value if we're going like tit for tat, that's like thirty million dollars to Vontae Adams should be asking. <laughs> he's getting eighteen. I should be getting this. I mean, when those markets start to dry up, yeah. that's what ends up happening. So yeah. Brandon Scherf goes to the Jags. That opens up the path for Lake and Tomlinson to go to the Jets. They were in the guard market. They spent three years, $40 million, $27 million guaranteed. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. There weren't that many high-end guards on the market. If you look at after Scherf, who was going to go? Uh, Lakin Tomlinson was right in that range. We'll talk about the Alex Kappa deal in a little bit. So if you look at three years, $40 million, $27 million guaranteed, that's just under the Wyatt Teller deal in both average annual value and guarantees. I mean, that's right behind... The big, big deals, the Chini deal, the Batonio deal, that's one notch down for a guy who's been good, been very solid for the Niners, but 30 years old, and you're not getting an elite player. I mean, this is free agency at its core, or signings like this. I think it makes sense where they are, Mm -hmm. the fact that you have his position coach with the Niners, John Benton is the offensive line coach and run game coordinator for the Jets, you know, the system. So I I understand it. 
The yeah. only thing, and I'm curious what you think about this, swapping from left guard to right guard. He's played some right guard in the past. He did it in college and early in his career. What do you think about that? Do you think it's enough of a transition and enough of a jump to be concerning when you spend this much money on a guy? Do you think it is going to be seamless enough where it's worth it? It's not ideal, but I think it'll be seamless. Uh, I think I think the fact that he has history at it, if it were one of those, and this might just be one, I have no vision, uh, but one of those where it's like, I've seen him do it before at Duke. I know he did it at Duke, and I think he had some spot starts, I think, uh, uh, with Detroit at, at right guard. But that's the thing is that I don't think guard, guards, I've never played a position. I don't know. This is just my experience <laughs> around the guys. Guard is a little easier, not easy, but a little easier than switching left tackle, right tackle. That's, sure. that's freaking hard. Uh, but switching guard spots, I think it's just, yes, it's almost, it's a little bit of a jump in difficulty, but he has experience doing it. He actually was better at right guard, I thought, coming out of Duke, the whole swap thing. Maybe going back to the right side, will kind of clean it up. I think it's fine. He'll get uh, he'll get used to it. Uh, it's not ideal. You want him to stay in the same spots. When we signed, uh, we we being the Raiders, signed Kelechi Assembly to play left guard, bumped Gabe Jackson from left guard to right guard. And he really worked at it, but he got there. I think the better, the more talented guys, it's an easier transition, just like anything. They're, they're, they end up becoming more scheme-proof. I think he's athletic enough to handle it, and he has experience doing it. Not ideal, but you, you're fine with it. So now you look at it. They have Fant. They have Becton to figure out the tackles. I think a tackle might be in play for them in the top five. They now have Vera Tucker and Tomlinson at guard. Mm-hmm. So maybe McGovern at center. They're starting to really build that thing. I mean, they mm-hmm. have these excess resources because they have a quarterback on a rookie contract and not many players. And they're using those excess resources to build up their offensive line, which I think makes perfect Did, sense. There is a tweet, and I might be just this might have been one of those fake tweets that I, I gotta like. I so that's why I shouldn't maybe bring this up, but they maybe offered Zach Wilson for Deshaun. Uh, so Connor Hughes from the Athletic said that that was not true. So okay, they, good. I mean, it's, good. You got to okay. be head on a swivel th- this time. Of oh year. my god, that's why I, I didn't so, want to talk about it. But I was like, okay, is that true? <laughs> so I saw a fake. T- I got duped by a fake tweet, and I texted a coach about it, and I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fine. He thought it was funny, but I didn't tweet about it. But I, you got to keep your head on a swivel oh these God. days. I mean, you when th- all this stuff is flying, you never know how many fake shifters or fake rap sheets are out there. Yeah. So got to be aware in moments like this. All right. So the Bengals also were expected to be in the guard market, and mm-hmm. they wasted no time. Right. They go get Alex Kappa, four years, $40 million. I think that this position, we talk about this all the time, and they also went to get Ted Karras three years, 18. Alex Kappa slots in at right guard. Ted Karras slots in at left guard. This is all about going from bottom of the barrel to can you play? That's yep. it. That That's is it. it is. And that is the premium that they paid. But let's say, for for argument's sake, let's say Scherf is at the Tooney number, right? 16 a year. They just got Kappa and Karras at that number. And I think that's a lesson they have learned over the last couple of years. They looked at the Trey Wayne's contract, and then they saw that they got two corners or two DBs for that price a year later. And I feel like that's where they want to be shopping. So the Bengals now, unspectacular. I think Kappa's a better player than, than Ted Karras is, and I think that's why you, it's $10 million compared to six. Unspectacular but solid options at guard, and that's exactly what they needed. That's what this offense needs to continue functioning the way it wants to. Just get to average, uh, Cap, like you said. That's yeah. all you need. Karras is average, and I would say Kappa is about above average. He's solid. But wouldn't you rather have Kappa and Karras than Tomlinson, just the one guy? You know, like that, as far as kind of money, like that's yep. about, about ish, same-ish, but that's the thing. Now they got two 
average or better starters as opposed to just one with that money. So it's a little and smart plenty spending. to play around with. There's still a ton of money to play around yeah, with. Exactly. Just because it's burning a hole in your pocket doesn't mean you need to throw it around with reckless abandon. It's not necessary. Right? Right? So now can you go build some depth on the defensive line? They go yep. sign, re- they resign BJ Hill. Three years, $30 million. That's a lot of money for BJ Hill. Way I mean, more than. I, I, I mean, thought he was getting eight a year. I thought so he was they, getting max. <laughs> I mean, think about it. They got him in the Billy Price trade, yep. a guy that they pr- didn't even want anymore. Last a team, minute. A team that desperately needed offensive line help on the interior Trading trades down. an interior offensive lineman for this guy, and yep. a year later is worth three years, $30 million. Yeah, I, I was, I was, he was one of my under the radar guys. I thought seven mil a year. I think, I, I think in my notes, I wrote three years, 21, 22 mil, somewhere around that. So this is a little, little juicier than I would have, uh, would have given up, but he is a good solid player. But that is why they're shopping in this kind of upper middle class bin as opposed to splashing for a Sherf or even a Tomlinson. So it makes sense because now they could spray it other places. He's a useful player. He really is. They still need help on the interior D line though. Yeah, I mean, they obviously, Larry Ogunjobi signs with the Bears. We'll talk about that in a second. So you look at $10 million a year for interior defensive linemen. I mean, that's right in that range, right above what Shelby Harris signed for a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's right in line with the Dalvin Tomlinson contract that he got. Michael, Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson, both from the Vikings, and the Grover Stewart deal that he got from Indy. So it's right in that range, and good for BJ Hill. Again, somebody yeah. that was you know traded in a kind of a throw-in deal last week, so or last year, I mean, definitely interesting there. So, okay, the one other thing I wanted to mention in regard to the Bengals, I think the Bengals and the Jets were both in the mix for Ryan Jensen. Okay. Obviously, the Bucks re-signed him. Yeah. Three years, $39 million, $23 million guaranteed. That beats Lindsley's deal from last year. Makes total sense, yep. right? They're right around 30. It's Same your age. turn yep. to be the next guy. Yep. So, I mean, Ragnar's Younger, he's he set the market this during the season this year makes total sense. Yeah, that These was a projection are, bet. Like totally, hey, yeah, These guys yeah. are thirty. I think it makes total sense here. It seemed like the Bucks' interest ramped up after it was clear that Brady was going to be back, and yeah. that's how this works, right? You, you the, one domino falls, the real, and then the rest of them fall. This is the real last dance. Not Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's it's Jensen and Tom Brady. This is the real last dance. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, obviously, that makes total sense. And we'll see yep. what they end up doing, who can they who they can bring back, what sort of accounting tricks will be necessary there. Yeah. I think we're going to mention that for a few different teams. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. So just one quick note. Ted Karras has played a lot of center in the past and he may be the starting center for the Bengals. They can move on from Trey Hopkins and save some money. So that makes a lot of sense. They drafted Jackson Carmen in the second round last year. Whatever it is, bodies on the interior of the offensive line, how the shuffle works out, we will eventually see. I was I was just interested because I was I was like Hopkins is the one guy that's solid for them. <laughs> it was like okay, let's get another center in there. So I'm curious if they bump him to guard or what they do. I mean, it's all about can stuff. you save money, right? I mean, if he's going to be at six million a year, I think there's only guarantees in the first year because that's mostly what the Bengals do. So if they can sign him at a lower price and free up a little bit of money, I, mean, I do think that makes sense. But again, just bodies on the interior for the Bengals. All right, so. B.J. Hill stays in Cincinnati. His partner in crime on, in the interior of the defensive line for the Bengals goes to Chicago for $13 million a year. Oof. Three years, $40 million for Larry Ogunjobi. So initially, the signing came through, and it was Larry Ogunjobi signs with the Bears. So I was like, okay, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Hicks is gone. You release Goldman. Mm-hmm. You need a three technique in that defense. We'll see what the number is. That's a big number. Big number. That is a big number. I mean, you can a lot of different considerations here. Okay, eleventh in average annual value for defensive tackles, and then you look at the comparisons. It's the Javon Hargrave deal. Interesting. Almost the exact same contract, same percentage of the cap, where based on where the cap is this year, and he does not have the juice that Javon Hargrave no, does. He does not. Even even if you're looking at it and you say, okay, we need this position in this defense. You think about the history of this defense. You, Matty Berflus needs his three technique. That's a lot to pay to solidify that spot, especially when you have holes elsewhere. So we'll see. Uh, you know, Maybe it works out. He's a good player, but that's a premium for him at this stage of free agency. I would, it's almost like when you're watching that Bengals film for free agency, why don't you just look at the other guy, BJ Hill, and go, what's his market? Like, you know, you're getting really a comparable player that, like, they don't, not the exact one for one, but that's 10 million. We just said BJ Hill got overpaid a little bit, but that's still, what, 10 million less? Logan Joby uh, total. Uh, yeah. So I, I wasn't, I was, I understood the move, but like you said, it was like, that's a, that's a big, big number to be giving him, especially when you don't have that, that real, real bonafides that maybe Hargrave did this, this past year, especially. Well, Hargrave, it, it was such a strange situation, right? Such a because, contract year. <laughs> well, it was also what he did in Pittsburgh. He was just asked to do a very different thing. It was a different yep. style of defense. The role he played was very different. And there was a projection there, but he's so explosive and he can just yep. be so dominant. And Ogunjobi, even in his best, just doesn't have that. It's a mm. lot to pay just to say, okay, we've solidified that have spot in our defense, especially where they are in how they're trying to build this thing or how I feel they should build this thing. Yeah. So it was a little surprising to me. I mean, we'll me see too. how it works out, but it was a little surprising to me. All right, this is why it's fun to do these live and why it's fun to do these as everything is rolling in. Ian Rappaport saying that the Patriot, or excuse me, that the Chargers are expected to sign JC Jackson to a big money deal. Obviously, we can't react to the details here, have not come down yet. Thought this was a possibility. 
Yeah. Meant, as soon as we were talking about J.C. Jackson on our defense show, I think the last thing I said was I would pay attention to the Chargers yeah. because they still have a decent amount of money to throw around, and they were intent on rebuilding their cornerback room after last year, and they went to get the best one on the market. Yep. It was him or Carlton Davis. It, it felt it felt almost like a, a lock that they would get one of them. Like, you know, just one of those guys just felt like it was happening there as far as need, as far as price point, as far as how they're going to use them. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me because now you're not, of course, you're not getting to the Ramsey level, but you're hopefully in there. I think how they built their defense is now we don't have to worry about that side. and We can shift the bodies to the other side. If you're playing like a trips team, you have a guy that could take care of the X and it ho- helps everybody else out on your whole entire defense. So I get it. When you think about the way that Jalen Ramsey was used when Brandon Staley was there, they would, like you said, even if it was zone coverage, they would lock him on the backside and he would play man. We know that JC Jackson's best trait is as a man coverage corner. I think you keep that in mind. I also think this is a lever to play more man coverage. Yep. If you think about how the rest of the league is adopting, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. Think about Fangio last year, right? So if you look at what the Broncos did with all those corners, they they stocked up the corners, right? Mm-hmm. Pat Price Callahan was back, draft uh drafts in the first round. You have Ronald Darby, you go get Kendall or Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller, who didn't have a good year, but a lot of corners. Yeah. They played as much man coverage as almost any other team in the league last season. And you don't typically ascribe that to a Fangio defense, but I think you have to know, all right, where are we going? Like mm-hmm. what is next? Kent just said five years eighty two million for JC Jackson. With $40 million guaranteed. That seems okay to me. That's actually well less than I thought he was going to get. I mean, it's a ton of money. Don't get me wrong. But man, I thought he was going to get 18, 20 a year. So what, doing the math in my head. Yeah. Huh? What is that a year? This is this is really good live radio. 16, I know. 16, 32, 64. 82 divided by five is 16. That's pretty good. 16. I mean, right? I, I 16.4. And then that's, again, uh, two years of that guaranteed, two and a half years of that guaranteed. I, I think... Th- Totally reasonable yeah. and exactly what – it's again, it's an element of their defense that I think they need. So I, that Rookie makes contract quarterback. It yeah. helps. Why not? Let, let's <laughs> go. Let's you go. Have, he's already MVP level. Like we yes. already know. It's not a question mark about him. So He is a top it. five quarterback. Move the I'm making in. $7 million a year. This is when you do this. Yes. It, it, two years from now. So let's say it's the first two years are guaranteed and then and the the, you have half the guarantees in the third year. Okay. The cap's going so, up. The cap's going up. <laughs> You have Herbert cheap this year, $7 million next year, fifth-year option after that. Then the deal gets bigger. The yes. guaranteed money for J.C. Jackson, by the time you have to pay Justin Herbert, no longer matters. Doesn't it's over. Matter. So this two and a half years, this three years, this is when you got to push the chips in with that guy, and that's exactly what they're doing. So yep. I, I, I'm totally fine with this. Totally fine. Makes total sense. Need everything fit. I, I love it. It gives them another star quality defender on that side of the ball, which is just, which is awesome. <laughs> now you're building, now you have a great DB core. I love both of their safeties, Adderley. And of course, Derwin James, they need linebackers. And we, of course, we know they need interior defense alignment. Guess what? You can find those guys in the draft. Absolutely. Like you can. And you can find, find them guys. cheap. If you want to pay one or two more and you want to give them $6 million yep. a year, $8 million a year, it's that's easy. totally doable. And they can still afford to do that with some of the other moves that they can make. So yep. this one seemed like it might be coming down the pipe and here we are. Made okay. So, I was going to transition from Larry Ogunjobi to this. Keep with the Chicago flavor here a little bit. Mitchell Trubisky, baby. Right? Okay. (laughs) All right. It is is 5 p.m. Eastern. I have not seen terms on the deal. Why do you think that is? 
I, I don't, is it because it's just a scary amount of money? I think somebody doesn't want it out there. <laughs> is it like way too much for a two-year deal? I will, I'm curious to see when those numbers come, whether it's like midnight tonight, we find out how much well, Trubisky's getting a year. Well, Teddy just signed with the Dolphins, so I'm sure they're waiting for them to drop that number before they drop, <laughs> drop right. their numbers. On its face, it is funny. Okay? It is funny. I totally understand it. When yeah. you're thinking about the alternatives, let, let's say, for argument's sake, it's $15 million for essentially one year. Let's say yeah. that's what it is. Last year, the going rate for stopgap starting quarterbacks, stopgap starting quarterbacks in their mid-30s, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or excuse me, uh, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, $10 million, $10, $11 million. Bucks. Yep. You get a guy with theoretically some upside in Trubisky for $15 million, and you don't have to give up an asset to get him. You, this doesn't preclude you from drafting a quarterback in the first round if you want to. That's... You can bring that guy along at whatever pace you want to. I understand it's not super attractive outcome if you're a Steelers yeah. fan, but I completely understand how you land on this timeline if you're Pittsburgh. Yep. That's, Would that's you rather do this or trade a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? I'd much rather do this. I Keep those picks, too, especially how the Steelers are built. I, I How you just laid it out, it's exactly it. Now they have paths. Now if they do really like a guy in the draft, now it's like, oh, okay, maybe in a first round or the second round, but now you're not needing it. Now you're not going like, oh, we have to draft a guy, a quarterback in the first round, or, or we're dead, or in the second round. And there's not really – it's. I think a lot of these guys are going to get pushed up into middle end first. So they're not going to probably have him in the second round, some guy that they can maybe build around. So I think it makes total sense what they are. I'm still convinced that Matt Canada, his one year at Pitt as offensive coordinator, saw Mitch Trubisky throw for five touchdowns against him when he was at North Carolina. I was like, I'm going to get that guy and coach him one day. I'm convinced that's also what happened too. <laughs> By the way – I love the Mitchell Trubisky, Matt Canada marriage. It's going to be weird as hell. It is going to be so weird. He's going to be on the move. There's going to be so many moving parts. Because even if they tried to put Roethlisberger in the Matt Canada box last year, it is always going to be, to a certain extent, the Ben Roethlisberger offense. If you filter it through him, that's what it was going to look like. Now, all bets are off. All bets are off. I do think, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, the reports that the Giants were also interested in Trubisky and Dable had all year, every day to watch him I, would be slightly encouraging. I don't have the highest of hopes for what he can end up being, but I think as a one-year stopgap option, as you're yep. trying to figure out what this is and you consider the alternatives, this is not the worst outcome for the Steelers. And he can, what, what do we say sometimes? At least Trubisky can run around a little bit. Yes. So even if it's not perfect, he can once in a while get hot and create some plays for you. It's like... It, it's fine. It's totally fine. Like I, for the Steelers situation, it makes a ton of sense. You could do so much worse, but it's also very damning of this uh, upcoming quarterback class about what all these teams are doing with the quarterback position. As opposed, but let's to say they one. do like Malik Willis. Let's yeah. say, for argument's sake, they do like Malik Willis, and he is available when they pick. Like maybe he won't be, but let's yeah. say he is. You can. It, there's no rush. None. You can bring him along as slowly as you hey, want to. Time. You take a swing and then you see how it goes. Or maybe you don't do that. I, I yeah. just think this, again, I think you're right. Gives them pads. It, yes. It doesn't back them into a corner. I, I totally understand how you get here. All Thank right. You. Let's stay in Pennsylvania. Hassan Reddick goes to the Eagles. Three years, $45 million, $30 million guaranteed at signing. It's a lot of money. But if you look at the edge rusher of a certain age and profile that was available there weren't any Agba goes back to the Dolphins on essentially this deal 
Mm-hmm. Harold Landry stays with the Titans. Mm-hmm. The only real kind of poppy edge rushers were 30 years old or more. They're yep. your Von Millers, your Chandler yep. Joneses. I mean, that market dried up in a hurry, and he fits what they want to do. He can play that Sam for them where he's a linebacker on base downs, and then he's in a pass rushing role. Like it's, I think it makes a lot of sense. And it may, for what they like and what they typically chase, this was not surprising to see. Yeah. Uh, in, in NBA terms, they always say like, oh, that matches the timeline. But it's like yeah. that this guy match, makes sense. He's 27, I believe. He's only missed yeah. one game in his career, I believe. Like, so, okay. So you're getting real reliable. production the last two years, too. Oh, as he transitioned good. into a new role, real production. And two different teams, two different types of schemes, two different types of situations. It's a great and, point. And he produced in both. So that's like, okay, he can come to us. At least we have a baseline with him. They just still, you know, his weaknesses, he's not big. And so you need other size. But guess what? He produces, he gets pressures, and he gets sacks. It's, Okay, and that's fine. He actually, when you you I saw in the notes, you're like, oh, favorite signing. This was probably overall one of my favorite signings of the day. Like it made sense as far as price point and everything. Um, I'm not I'm not too disappointed at this one, especially what else was out there. I mean, even I love Agba. He's two years older. I mean, it's you know that. Matters. I also think I also think his sack production is a little bit more fool's gold than what Reddick has done over the last couple. He's more years of a do, he's more of a super glue guy than a bonafide pass rusher, if that makes sense. I mean, you look at the numbers, okay? Bud Dupree got 16 and a half last year. Zadarius Smith got 16 and a half. You know, Leonard Floyd got 16 on his extension. Trey Hendrickson got 15. I think it makes sense. It does. When you consider what guys have gotten recently. The Hendrickson it, deal. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I don't think it's that I don't think it's that crazy. I, I really it. don't. I liked it. Yeah, I I, I really did. I, it made it made sense. I uh, yeah, that's the only way I can put it. And he's going back to back home. He's a temple guy. So Added bonus. Added bonus. That's worth a million right there. <laughs> All right. Chase Edmonds to the Dolphins. Okay. You liked Chase Edmonds. When we were talking about running backs, he was the one guy that you said, you know, I'd take a dice roll on Chase Edmonds. I yeah. think that makes sense. And I don't hate this. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of money for a running Six back. Mil. Okay. Yep. It's a lot of money for a running back. Any free agent deal is going to look like a mo- lot of money for a running back. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure this makes him like the 11th highest paid running back in the league. It's like but him and Naheem Hines. <laughs> when you consider where the Dolphins are and how much cap space they had, yep. this is a, for the most part, it's a one-year $6 million contract that they can get out of after this year if they want yep. to. It is better for the Dolphins by far than the deal the Raiders gave Kenyon Drake last year to yes. be their number two running back. Yep. If you're going to spend on a free agent running back, I think this is a totally acceptable way to do it. And Mike McDaniel got to look at him twice a year. Tons yep. of film. I'm sure he's very familiar with him. And it, they needed a running back. It yep. just at this stage, everything else and the scheme change and what he can do for you in the passing game, it's a lot to spend on any running back. But I think in this particular situation, it's justifiable. Yep, it, it is. Six million is always going to be hard with a running back. But that's like, I think exactly how you put it. They can get out of it as if, if it's great, they can get it for two years. But you know, it's like they can get out of it just after this year. They need running backs. Like they have nobody. So you get this guy, you draft a bigger body in the third or fourth round. There's going to be a ton of running backs this year in the third and fourth round. Perfect. Now you got your pair and you're good. Because Edmonds is kind of capped out about 12 touches a game because of size, but he's useful. He's got juice. So he can create some plays for yeah. you, get some passing game stuff. So he's not just a big bruiser. You're like, oh man, we got to block it up for him. He can create some stuff for you. You know, so you just get another bigger back that can kind of be an innings eater for you. And I think that's a nice pairing. It made sense to me. Yeah, I, I think it's totally fine. And again, it's this is all about opportunity cost. Yeah, like what is it? If you pay this guy, what is it going to preclude you from doing? Yeah, the Dolphins had oodles of cap space in 2021. You giving 
Chase Edmonds, $6 million in 2021 probably isn't going to prevent you from doing anything. Nothing. And next offseason, you get to choose whether you want to recommit to that $6 million. Yep. If you, by the way, looking at running back contracts. It's insane, isn't it? <laughs> the Austin Eckler contract rules. I mean, that yeah. is, was a very shrewd move from the, the Chargers to get him in that $6 million range, which is, again, what Naheem Hines is making. Yep. It's what Chase Edmonds is making. It's a pretty good looking deal. For the Chargers I at was, this point, I actually was a little surprised when I looked at the list and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's a good deal right there!" Like my my second team All Pro pick, Alson Eckler, right there. <laughs> All right, Cedric Wilson, three years, twenty two point eight million dollars to go to Miami to join Chase Edmonds. Twelve point seven five million dollars guaranteed was the report. Totally fine. I mean, fine. I, I think this is the range I would hunt in. Yeah, you know, would you rather give Cedric Wilson three years and twenty two million with twelve and a half million guaranteed? Or Christian Kirk, four years and seventy-two million with half of that guarantee. That's exactly it. Cedric Wilson. He's a number three. That's what it is. It's that's that's what you're getting out of him. He's a number three producing type of guy. Matches skill set, but yes, absolutely. I'd much rather do Wilson on a cheaper deal than Kirk on his <laughs> bonafide deal. Apparently. So I mean, even with Agba contract. So let's just look at it all kind of as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. So you have Wilson, you have Edmonds, you have Agba. All three of those deals make sense. I don't think there are huge overpays. I can understand how you arrive at each of those points if you're Miami in this moment. Yep. It's lower upper upper class. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. They they find they got nice houses, they paid market price, and they're like, okay, but they didn't they didn't go overboard for a name. I, I think that's more. They're just getting t- tangible starters for what they need. They need they need a lot of help. They do. They really do, especially on offense. Yeah. I mean, they signed Cedric Wilson and Chase Edmonds for six plus seven is 13. So $5 million less than the Jaguars are going to pay Christian Kirk every single year. And that, I think that's how oh, you have to man. think about this stuff. You do. All right. So speaking of Cardinals running backs, James Connor back in Arizona, three years, 21 million, 16 million over the first two years. It's very similar to the Melvin Gordon deal. When you look at the same types of guarantees, if it's the Gordon deal was one year or excuse me, this one's one year longer. It's the 10th highest AAV among running backs. Here are the guys making more than James Conner at running back this year. CMC, Zeke, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. And it, uh, unlike, the, I love James, but. unlike the Edmonds deal, this is a two-year thing. I mean, they're yeah. locked in essentially to two years of this with $16 million guaranteed over the first two years or the $16 million paid out over the first two years. Zach Ertz also getting an extension from the Cardinals. That's 10th in AAV at his position. They're just running it back. Yeah. They are. So both of those guys, right? They get Connor for nothing last off season for nothing. And now he's a $7 million a year running back. They trade Zach Ertz in what amounted to essentially like a salary dump for Philadelphia. And now he's the 10th highest paid tight end again. And it's like, those guys were fine. Yep. But I mean, to pay a premium now to commit yourself to whatever your offense looked like last year when I don't know, were, that, were we that excited about what their offense looked like by the end of last year? No, it, it, it this isn't Miami giving Chase Edmonds six million dollars with how many how much how many resources they have where they're at is different to me than Arizona at this stage giving James Conner seven million dollars w- over the first two years. They're it's just different. S- they're building a sweet fantasy team. That's what the, that's what it seems like, though. But I mean, wouldn't you rather 
okay, let one of these guys walk. Just pick one, or it's or Connor. And that, that's you put a post. They're both fine players. Don't get me wrong. But wouldn't you just rather want, let one of those guys walk and use that money to get a guard? Use that money to get something on defense, a mid-level corner, something on your defensive front that's more tangible than a star player. Um, I don't know. That's it's just their team building that just doesn't make sense. It just seems like they go for names and some it works in some regards, but others you can see why they fall apart as the season goes along because they don't have depth because they pay for guys like this. I I just don't understand what the process is. Like no. what the they got that the extension, they don't is, care. What they <laughs> Like what? Explain to me the plan. Explain to me why this is the way that we should be building this thing. It's just confusing. I, I just, I really don't understand it. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're going to start talking about some re-signings. And just before we were doing that, news comes down. Carlton Davis, back with the Bucks, Three years, $45 million. I am so in on the irresponsible <laughs> financial decisions that the Buccaneers are about to make. They need a mob accountant. I mean, this is going to be incredible what they're going to have to do to their books. I Why not? Like, Let's not? see if you can do it. Just whatever. You burn it down two years from now. Yep. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I mean, they're just re-signing everybody. And obviously some concessions, right? Aaron yeah. Stinney for Alex Kappa. You're going to have to make some shortcuts here. Yeah. But they're going for it, and I respect it. I mean, that's a decent number for Carlton Davis. We both really liked him. Thought yeah. he would have fit with a lot of teams. So uh, good for the Bucks. Good for him. The fact he got 15 and JC Jackson got 16 a year, give or take, like that's way less than I thought those guys were going to get. I mean, way less being a couple mil, but still it's a couple mil. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks were like, hey, we really like this window we got. Let's, uh, let's keep it that way. <laughs> Might as well. Brady, let's run it back. Let's get another year. It's Again, it's the last dance for them. Makes total sense. And even little things like going for a corner, a premium position, and Cap is a fine player, but over a guard. A, a, yeah. You know, a guy that you can probably find more of a middle tier guy than a guy at corner right there. So makes a ton of sense. I wasn't sure what they were going to look like, even if Brady was back. I mean, this was back in... December, when you're projecting what the 2022 Bucks would look like if Brady had returned, were they going to be able to afford Ryan Jensen and Chris Godwin and Carlton Davis? The answer so far is yes. <laughs> they have not said goodbye to any of Ali Marpet retires, obviously, 
but they haven't had to lose anyone financially that was up near the top of their priority list. I mean, they are bringing back most of the band here as they try to make one more push for this thing. Yep. And why not? I mean, the window's open. Why as well? You're not in the AFC. (laughs) So that window's open. Another guy that we were really intrigued by that was hitting the market was Quandre Dix, who signs for three years, $40 million to return to the Seahawks. You look at it, I think the deal makes total sense when you consider the market. So it's about this exact same cap percentage that John Johnson got from the Browns last year, an average of about 6% of the cap. So a little bit of an increase per year. But when you consider where the cap is going, where it was last offseason, I think it's in line with the market. He's a really good player. I didn't know what uh, speaks to what the Seahawks are thinking here. They re-sign him. They will re-sign Will Disley. You know, I don't. I thought that they were going to potentially blow this thing up and really start over. It doesn't seem like they're trending that direction. So maybe gives you a window into what their thinking is with Deshaun Watson or what their quarterback situation is going to look like. So just think an, an interesting set of moves from Seattle here. Yeah, this seemed more like a reload than a like, hey, we're moving on to the next step. Uh, yeah, that which is interesting. Uh, we, we for the last year or so, we've been talking about how much safeties matter more in the NFL. And the Seahawks are taking that to the extreme with how much they're paying their guys. But I think Quadri Diggs is a hell of a hell of a player. Really, I think he is the the top safety for them. Like, I think he's their top DB. Adams is fine, is limited in some ways, but good in other ways. But I think Diggs is the actual star. So this makes sense. I think he's a hell of a player. So I think this is right in line what he should have gotten. So as we continue to dig into irresponsible accounting here, the Packers, five years, $50 million for for Devondre Campbell. They also brought back Preston Smith at an extension today. They cut Zedarius Smith. They cut Billy Turner. There's going to have to be some crazy stuff going on here. Void years and everything else. I mean, what they're going to have to do to make sure all of this stuff works is stuff that they don't typically do. But Mm -hmm. they're in a unique position. Mm -hmm. It's not dissimilar to what the Bucs are having to do with Brady. You only have a couple more years with the quarterback and... Is it going to be messy three years from now? Sure, it's going to be messy three years from now. But I understand the thought process. I understand what you're trying to do. Good for Devondre Campbell, by the way. Again, somebody that comes in on a bargain basement deal, (laughs) trying to rebuild his value, and does it in a big way for the Packers. Like you said, it it could get messy, but guess what? You win one Super Bowl ring, and it's worth that mess. Like that, that, that shiny piece on your on your finger cleans everything else up. I'd much rather have this deal than the Foy deal. You know, 100%. Like, uh, much rather at 10 mil a year, give or take, you're probably, it's really going to be like a two year deal when it's all said and done. Like most of these are, he's getting yeah, less, by than the Blake, way, he's getting less. What do than you Blake think Martinez. that number? What do you think that cabinet number is in year five? Oh, I know. Like, it's like $25 million. Yeah, I'm curious to see what it's going to end up kick looking that can, like, but kick that can. Yeah, I know. But he's getting less than Blake Martinez is. So to put it in perspective, uh, as it, far as years or that five uh, years year. is, I mean, you can spread out some it's signing fake. bonus stuff. You got a yeah. lot of things that you can use that for. And I assume that they will. We'll see what happens with Devontae Adams. And there were reports today that he is not going to play on the franchise tag Yeah. after the Christian Kirk deal, even before the Christian Kirk deal. I don't blame him for not wanting to play on the franchise tag. 30 mil. <laughs> That's what he's going for. I'm sure he's going to get it. <laughs> so let's fascinating little set of dominoes here in the AFC as we look at offensive linemen. Okay. The Titans cut Roger Saffold. Roger Saffold now signs a one-year deal with the bills. Which I, I haven't really seen like. a number on that yet. I assume it's uh, less than he was making. Obviously yeah. the bills release Darrell Williams, who had bumped down to guard after Spencer Brown stepped in at right tackle. He was at $9 million after an extension. They save about 6 million. I assume Saffold is less than that 6 million. 
So yeah. they get a guard for less than they save for Daryl Williams. And they get a guard who has his warts at this stage of his yeah. career, but brings a physicality in the run game that other guys do not. They, it, I believe, matches tend- the Bills' mindset as a team, like completely. Yes. So I, it totally makes sense. Mitch Morse signs a three-year, $28 million deal. His cap hit goes down to eight-ish million this year. So you yep. see how all of these things start to, start to pile up, right? Yeah. And then go back to Tennessee, Ben Jones back on a two-year, $14 million contract. I would have loved that if you were another team. I thought the Bears were going to go after him. And it sounds like the Bears were looking into Brian Allen who goes back to the Rams, the Rams on a three-year, $24 million deal. That range there, $7 million for Ben Jones, $8 million for Brian Allen, I think you would give that to a center in free agency and never think twice about it. Yeah. And I think that those teams that had those guys realized that. It's like, all right, yep. well, why wouldn't we just keep this guy for this price range? So I think both of those deals make a ton of sense. Or, yeah, it's like, oh, if we draft our new one of the future, what if the the rookie's a head case. They can't handle anything. Like you, you never know. Like I'm sure jo- they love Josh Allen loves. Now he has that comfort with Mitch Morris and going like, Hey, he can handle his stuff. I know how we all these guys, right? Such, I mean, that it's, it's that a pitcher and a catcher. Especially. Yes. That's what it is. So it's like a pitcher and a catcher. They, they like have a comfort. They know how they call the game. It, it matters. Jensen goes back to Tampa. Ben Jones goes back to the Titans. Brian Allen goes back to the Rams yep. and Mitch Morse goes back to the bills. I mean, you want to retain that guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at all of the contracts we talked about. I talked about this with last week. Look at all of the big f- center contracts in free agency that have worked out. I mean, that you might as well keep these guys at a certain point. And I think all of these teams realize that kind of in succession here. And all these guys are back. The interesting one with the Rams, Joe Noteboom, Three years, $40 million with $25.5 million guaranteed. It's $13 million or so per year with the first two years guaranteed. That's a pretty big deal. But if you think that he is a quality tackle and yeah. we've only seen him in start in little tiny fits and starts, so his market isn't huge, but you think he could be your left tackle in the future, there's a chance that this is – it ends up looking like a really good deal by the end of this season if you think he's that guy. And he did. He actually did fine when he had a step up this year. Like he yes. did. He did well. I actually would even say well. Like, but that's the thing. He's twenty six. You're getting him right in his prime years. And like you just said, if he has a great year this year, where you're like, oh man, he's a good starter. That's a steal. I it's mean, like that's the Mylotta contract. It's yeah, the exact same thought process. Yes. Where if you can get in a little bit early, yep. and you know, other people don't know exactly what he's worth because he's only gotten yeah. action here or there, and you get to watch him every single day. I mean, look at what just happened with. Jake Matthews, right? Jake Matthews yep. signs a three-year extension at eighteen point two five million average, and that puts him right in the Colton Miller range, right? Yep. That's what you have to pay a functional left tackle. Yep. So if Joe Nopum ends up being that for the Rams five at five million dollars a year cheaper, then that ultimately can be a deal for you, especially for the Rams who are trying. They have to get creative with how they do things. So it's like. That's where if you steal guys like this, this is how you unlock other things for your team. So I'm all for this one because especially how the flashes he had this year when Whitworth went down, I was like, oh, okay, there wasn't that much drop off and he, his head, like his eyes looked at the right spot. So I think it's coming together because he was more of a traitsy prospect before, like more of like a toolsy guy and then has grown into an actual football player. So I like it. I, I, I It made sense to me, especially where the Rams are at as a franchise. All right. So you mentioned Redick. Any others that are kind of your favorite deals from today? You're like, oh, that makes sense to me. 
Uh, I got three. It was the, I kind of already mentioned them all, the Fatikasi to the Jags, a little bit of overpay, but it made sense. But that was before the linebacker deal came on onto the board. I was like, ah, the, I don't like it as much. Reddick to the Eagles and then Saffold to the Bills. I, I, I like that. A one-year one year starter, you're getting an attitude. Solid, I think he's more of a solid starter now than you know, good, very good. But it made sense for me with the Bills. So I really think those three at the top, off the top of my head, it wasn't not not a lot of that was those middle class signings where we can sound smart and go like, oh, I really love this like back. That'll receiver. be over the next few days, right? Exactly. I mean, for the most That'll be part, later this week. <laughs> for the most part, the values that I like are the guys that re-sign their own players. That's I mean, the other one. Ben Jones at seven million, Brian Allen at eight million. I mean, guys that are just gonna be kind of that connective tissue of your roster that you just felt like you needed to bring back based on where you were as a team. I think all of those make sense. All of those are decent value. So we'll see what happens over the next few days. I'm sure some of those middle-class contracts will get handed out. Who's the, the, the okay, do something meme where you're poking them that you're just Toronto. like, all right, what the hell are you doing? Originally I had Carl Davis and JC Jackson, but then Toronto Armstead. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm curious. I just want to see what the number is just because I have a number in my head and I just want to, I want to see what the open market does for a starting freaking left tackle. You know, I just want to see it. I'm just curious. I'm just very curious. You know, as where do you a, think he lands? Like now that we're looking at it, I mean Miami still should be in I play. I think it's right? Miami. I think it's Miami should still be in play, even with the deals they've handed out. It's yeah. all it's been pretty moderate deals, so they should still be able to afford him if they want to. Do do the? Uh, I know. I was gonna say do the Colts feel feel risky first. I just I, I don't think so. I, I think don't think twenty so, million dollars a year. The Colts. It, it's really really funny that the Colts have seventy million dollars in cap space, and the, the guy that they've signed today is Mo Ali Cox. Gotta love it. I, I I was on NFL.com ever. I was looking at the transactions and it was like Jaguars has like 30 things listed. And then you go to the Colts and it was just blank. And I was like, oh, of course, par, par for the course. I know. It's amazing. All right. I think that's all we've got. I think yeah. that is we've run through most of it. Um, all right. I'm trying to see if there's anything I've missed. Is that crazy the timeline here? I think we're good. Sounds. All right. That was fantastic. Really enjoyed that. Guys, we will be doing this. At least for the next three days. We'll see how frisky I'm feeling on Friday. We may not do anything live, but I still may want to do a show. But we're going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to have live free free agent reactions every single day in this same space. Tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, Lindsay Jones is going to be joining us. 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, Sheil is going to be here. Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, you're back. So, guys, please continue to come and check these out. Love doing this. It is a very fun time of year. We will hit the signings we did not hit, just so everyone knows. It is 5.30 p.m. Eastern as we stop recording this. So if there's anything that comes down after this, that's why we didn't hit it. But we will be back around the same time on Tuesday. Really excited about that. If you guys could, please rate and review the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. If you liked it last season, if you enjoy the show, just go leave a review. We would really appreciate that. Please subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash football show. You can read all of Shield's grades for every single one of these signings. He's doing it in real time because he's a psychopath. You can go check out all of the coverage. I'm telling you, it is so great to be able to get team-based contextualization from every single one of these signings. Where are these guys going to play? Where were they in these priorities? How do they fit the plan? That is something that you can get at The Athletic in a way that you cannot get anywhere else. So theathletic.com slash football show. Highly encourage you guys to go get a subscription if you do not have one. We'll be back tomorrow with Lindsey Jones. For now, appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you soon. This was The Athletic Football Show.